0: Welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am Brita Wallace, and I am so happy that you are tuning in. So make sure that you go ahead and hit that plus sign in the upper right hand corner to follow so that you can tune into new episodes and also stay tuned for expert guest speakers coming up on the show. I have quite the lineup building, so you definitely don't want to miss it. Speaking of which, we have an amazing guest today, Rose Griffin. Rosemary Griffin is an Asha certified speech language pathologist and board certified behavioral analysis analyst, excuse me. She divides her time between a public school and her own private practice, ABA Speech, which she is also the founder of. And ABA Speech offers therapy services, courses, consultations, and products geared towards helping autistic students find their voice. Rose is also the host of the autism outreach podcast, a weekly show all about autism and communication. So definitely want to check that out if that is um, something that you experience in your uh, everyday life or even something that you want to learn more about um, because you have a friend or a relative that has um, autism or a child with autism. So. Uh, Rose is sought after, she is a sought after speaker who enjoys connecting with audiences at the local, state, and national level. And Rose is passionate about the mission of ABA speech, which is amazing. Um, And her mission is to help all students become more independent communicators. So without further ado, let's welcome lovely Rose to Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood. Thank you so much, Rose, for being here today. Um, to talk about optimal communication in our homes.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Um, So do you wanna tell us more about ABA speech? I would love to just share with our audience what that is about because it's so important. It's such an important, it's such important work is what I'm trying to say.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, so I'm a speech therapist and a board certified behavior analyst. There's less than 500 people in the world that do both of those things. And really my mission is to help all autistic learners find their voice and to become independent communicators. And I had an idea for a therapy product about six years ago and created that product called the Action Builder Cards. And then I thought to myself, oh man, and now I need a website. And then now I need a blog and now I need a podcast. It just keeps (laughs) snowballing. So here I am five years later and at ABA Speech, we have free resources. So we have free courses geared towards younger kids, school-age kids. We have paid courses that are geared towards parents and professionals. One that is for parents is called Start Communicating Today for little ones. And we really pride ourselves on whether you want to take something that's free or you want to go all in and do a deep dive on autism and communication. We are here for you. And we're also on all the social medias. I really love Instagram. We were talking about Reels before you pressed record. And uh, we are on TikTok. I actually just did TikTok live with a fellow colleague who is an autism mom and also in the online space, and it was so fun. We actually had a great time. We were only gonna do a half hour. People kept asking questions, so we stayed on one hour. So find me at ABA speech wherever you are finding your information.
0: That is so awesome. Um, Yeah, I'm getting into the real thing, so stay tuned for that. But I'm not uh, entirely educated on how to do them, so I practice sometimes, but we're working on it. (laughs) Growing in that area. Um, Yeah, so... Rose, can you talk to the audience today about how we can help our little ones with early communication skills, even, you know, just the, you know, neurotypical kid as well. Um, and of course, um, you can share some expertise on helping autistic kids too, if you'd like. We would love Absolutely. that. Absolutely,
1: so I have three kids of my own. It's been really cool. They are all typical language learners, so it's been really interesting. and. A joy to see their language development and i know parents get really nervous when their children are not yet speaking so some things that i like to do for really little ones is narrate your day i actually just made a TikTok about this but i just do this because or did when my kids were little and i don't know if it's because it was my mom instinct or it was because i'm a speech therapist and went to school for so long But just narrating your day. Okay, mommy is folding. I'm folding the towel. Do you want to help mommy? Okay, now mommy is doing the dishes. Look here, I'm doing the dishes. These are things I do in my own house. We do have like very, like I do all the mom things. My my husband does all the dad things. I realize that's not everybody's world. But whatever you're doing across your day, Mm -hmm. narrating it is very important. Another thing that is great are songs for little kids. So anything where we can do something together, a shared activity. So songs that have motions are super, super fun. So Wheels on the Bus is a great one. Old MacDonald mm-hmm. Had a Farm is a great one. If You're Happy and You Know It is another great one. And if you're not familiar with these songs or know every line like I do, because I use them in my work,
0: mm-hmm. YouTube,
1: just go to YouTube, watch somebody else do it. And then you can do this with your, with your own child. And then the other thing that's super important for all students across ages, really, because my kids are 12, nine and seven. I'm still trying to embed reading. Literacy Mm. is very, very important. So when your kids are super little, that bedtime book right before bed, I just would have books in my kid's room. So we could just, it's as easy as that, right? Because you're exhausted and, you know, working all day, making dinner, doing all the mom things and you want to make it easy. So just put some kids uh, books up in your kid's room have something that is easy to share. Some books that I love for little ones, Llama Llama. I love those books. Llama So cute, <laughs> aren't they? they? are so cute. Pete the Cat is another oh, in his white shoes. Yeah, that's, I, I like the original. I'm going, going old school style there. Chicka Chicka Boom Boom is very, very fun. And board books. I mean, there's so many. Huggy Kissy. You know, there's so yeah. many great ones. But that time with your child is language enriched, but it's also a really just lovely moment with your child. And if you're not the one that always puts your kid to bed, having that functional routine where, okay, now we do a book and then lights off is just good for your home environment. (laughs) So
0: sure. Yeah. And it gets them, it introduces them to books. It's something they always remember. We always read a book you know, before bed, we're always, you know, books have always been a part of my life. Whereas, you know, they get to school and they have to start reading and they're like, we've never done this. And this is just, you know, a lot of kids end up saying, eh, I don't wanna do this. I don't like doing this because um, it's something that they're not used to doing. So it is really important, I think, for a number of different reasons to start that, um, to start reading with them um, at nighttime, especially, I think that that's a great tip and a great idea. but even other times, too, whether it's you know at night or maybe you work night and you have to do it at another time, just having that connection and bonding with your uh, child and just introducing those early literacy skills is so important. So thank you so much for sharing that. So what about in the car? Um, how are some ways that moms can communicate with their kids in the car better? Because sometimes, like for me, my kids are either fighting in the car sometimes <laughs> um and i'll pull over and be like okay i'm just gonna wait until you're done because this is not safe because i actually did that yesterday um or we'll be like blasting music and listening to music but we can use the opportunity um in the car to you know communicate with our kids and to have some connection with them in the car so would you
1: Absolutely. speak? It? Yeah. Yeah. So for my own kids in the car, the number one rule that we have, unless we're going on a road trip is no technology in the car. Oh, that's a good one. Because we don't need technology in the car. So right. an example is I'm picking up my kids at the end of the day because they would have an over hour bus ride. So right. I am picking up my little kids and my son and I will get in the car, and then we have to go get my daughter. And we're sitting there for 20 minutes. Well, it's very annoying to be honest, but we make up little songs during that time, which is very cute. And we sing them. My son is very animated. He's down for that. He's funny. But yesterday he had technology day for this PBIS initiative, Good Behavior. Well, he was on his iPad during that time. And it was sad because then we didn't dialogue back and forth together. I was like, I miss our songs together. So (laughs) usually no technology in the car. I think that's important. Something else my kids really like to do is play, I call it the grocery store game. I actually have this free printable on my blog called the grocery store game. It is when you name something that begins with every letter of the alphabet. This is something my kids actually initiate on their own. I use it in therapy and I train professionals on it, but my kids like to do it in the car. Okay, let's do restaurants. We really like to go out to eat as a family. My kids are good in restaurants. So let's play the restaurant game. Okay, Applebee's, you know, and then they go to B. So that's super fun. The other thing to do is kind of meet your kids where they're at. I take my daughter, she does travel soccer. So we have 45 minute ride there and back. So that is a nice time to dialogue about all things middle school because she's in middle school. So if your child is not going to open answer an open-ended question, like how was school today? That's, you know, if you ask me how was your work day? I mean, I could go in a lot of directions there, right. <laughs> or, I, or I could just be like too much can't answer. So you might right. wanna say, what I try to say is one for my little kids, what's one good thing that happened today?
0: Mm, I do the same,
1: yeah. Narrow it down. See mm-hmm. what kind of, yeah. if they're gonna open answer open-ended, go there, then go back down to tell me one thing or did you have a good day or a bad day. You know, you have to give choices. You kind of have to read the room on mm-hmm. how your child is communicating that day and and yeah. meet them where they're at because every day, you know, parenting, every day is a different day. So Absolutely, for
0: sure. Um yeah, I love that. And one, I have one child who loves to sing songs, very animated and would be totally into that and the other one would just be like eh, stop it <laughs> so for those kids that aren't really into that we can like play a game or do something else what do you what do you suggest for those kids that wouldn't be into doing something like that that's just a little more like he's shy and gets embarrassed he doesn't want to be on the spotlight mm-hmm. um he doesn't like to sing together he'll dance at home with us but just curious for those kids that are just a little more like reserved and like no don't want to do that (laughs) I try to make it more
1: of a a conversation just in engaging in conversation as a shared time or if they have a special interest something they really like to talk about or sometimes I just you know I'll pretend that I'm going to get really into a song and that embarrasses my kids but it's funny to them and then I stop you know so I mean, it's just, you have to kind of understand what, and sometimes kids just want to be quiet, especially if your child's more introverted. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Knowing that the lines of communication are open because you've asked that starting question. Sometimes kids are just quiet and they want that downtime. I know that some people, when they come in after a day of work, they don't want to talk to anybody. I'm not like that, but I would respect somebody's personality if it was.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think the important thing to remember is that we know our kids and we know what's going to work for them and what isn't. So just finding that thing in the car um, or just, you know, with communicating with our kid, you know, my one child will talk to you for the whole entire day and never stop, and <laughs> you, you know, just sit there and engage with him in that way. And then the other one's like eh, needs a space. So um I think knowing your child is important and, and knowing what's gonna work for them and, and right, respecting their um their space and their individuality and just kind of being that um trying to think of the word I'm looking for, like researcher. That's not the word I'm looking for, but that's okay. Like into your own kit. Like sometimes we just have to be detectives. There we go, like and know what's gonna work for them. So that's it. Yeah. Yes. So what are ways to keep the lines of communication open with older kids? You know, that teen that gets in your car that doesn't really want to talk is kind of (laughs) cranky. They're being teenagers. Um, I actually just want to speak into that for a minute because I do know a lot of people in my life who have really great relationships with their teens and communicate really well with them. And then there's that other side, that stigma that we hear about all the time, like, oh, wait till so you get to the teenage years and it's going to be so hard and your kids are going to hate you and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but I mean, sometimes teenagers just, you know, they don't want to talk or um, they want their own space. And, and it's a little more challenging, I would say, for some parents um, and their teens to, you know, have that, that communication. So what would you suggest there? Something that I love to do
1: and something that my best friend growing up so she was raised her parents were divorced Mm -hmm. she was raised by her dad she has a great relationship with her mom but the dad was where she lived in his home with this other sister they would keep a journal which I think is a really cool idea a wire bound notebook and they would write little things back to each other. They would keep it in the bathroom. This is funny, this is real life. They would either write a question at the top and they would all answer it or they would just dialogue back and forth. And that is a very simple way. If, especially you said your one son maybe isn't overt and he doesn't wanna sing songs and he's not gonna do a TikTok dance with you, that's okay, not every kid's like that. This is another way to keep ongoing communication. Another thing that I've done in my life I was going on a trip. I had a five hour flight to Laguna beach. We went to a friend's wedding. It was amazing this past exactly. June. It was so cool. And I went to Barnes and Nobles cause I had a gift card, which I love and I bought a mommy and me journal. So it was where the kids answer questions. The mom answers questions. They have one for dads too, grandparents. <laughs> These things are like $8 at Barnes right. and Nobles. I'm sure they're on Amazon because everything's on Amazon. But that's also a nice way to dialogue, too. So you really do, like you said, being a detective, I use that verbiage a lot in my courses. We have to be detectives and see what's going on. You got to read the room. And with teenagers, it's always different. I really never had that attitude towards my parents. My dad is 87, my mom is 83. So Mm -hmm. my mom had me when she was 41. So I was really lucky to have my parents knock on wood. They're still with us and they're healthy, pretty healthy. But. You know your teenagers shouldn't be disrespectful because my mom wouldn't have put up with that and right. i just kind of check my kids when they do things like that to be honest because yeah. i wasn't allowed to act that way and you shouldn't be a doormat but you right. do want to have open lines of communication no kid is perfect they are going through obviously a tumultuous time i remember seventh grade it was short curly hair glasses and it was just it was rough okay, okay? it was rough right. <laughs> and wanting to be popular and you know
0: yeah
1: all the things. So I think you just have to kind of meet your kids where they are. And if they're not into verbalizing, thinking of other ways that we can still have those touch points throughout the day. Yeah.
0: Great. Um, I love the journaling idea. I just think that that's such a good idea, especially if, you know, maybe you do have that kid, like you were saying that doesn't want to talk or you are in like a, just a kind of figuring myself out teenager phase. Um, and you don't really have to talk so much verbally but communicating isn't just verbal and that's something that we often forget is that you know when you're communicating you have to watch eye contact and body language and um, you know it can be many different forms of communicating with our kids or just with people in general so I think that that's a great tip and a great idea is like I love like just going in the bathroom and journaling. That would be, I'm actually going to start that this, <laughs> yes. with my husband. Like let's talk to each other. So this is where you spend yes. a lot of your time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How long were you in there today? I've been
1: keeping data on that 30 minutes. 35 okay. minutes. <laughs> I was
0: in there 30 seconds, but okay. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I don't know what you do in there, but it's, uh, I don't know, read or do something, play on your phone. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love that idea of journaling. I think that that's such a great way to connect, especially when our kids or our teens aren't really in that like super con- wanting to connect phase where they, I think that helps too because I think if we're just gonna let our kid, if we're not being intentional with communicating with our kids and and you can, you're obviously the expert here and I'm not in this area, but I think if we're not intentional with keeping those lines of communication open with our kids and we're not being those detectives and we're not, doing things to build um, that communication and connection with them, then it's very easy for our kids to just kind of go off and do their own thing and not have that time um, with us, like not have that time to communicate with us. And I think that that's probably something that happens in a lot of families if we're not being intentional as parents. So
1: yes, it's important. Communication is key.
0: Yeah, it definitely is, um, and it builds connection too, which is really huge for your home. So, Rose, it has been such a pleasure to have you here today. I thank you so much for coming and talking to the audience um, on communicating in our home, and I just, I just really appreciate you being here. So, thank you again for uh, for being here. Thanks so much for having me. And if anybody wants to
1: follow up or take a course or a free course or learn more about autism and communication, visit me over at abaspeech.org.
0: Yes. And I actually have that um, listed in the description for you of the episode. So you can just go click on it and it will bring you right to her website. um, So you can keep in touch with Rose and learn more about her and how you can work with her. So thank you so much. Until next time, mamas, take care and God bless.